What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. The views, opinions, or advice offered by this show's host do not necessarily reflect those of News Talk 780 KOH or its parent company, Cumulus Media. This is Bosma on Business with award-winning entrepreneur Mike Bosma, sponsored by Keystone CPAs. We're getting Northern Nevada back to business. Good morning, Reno. It is Mike Bosma, your business savvy CPA. Taking care of your business each and every Saturday. That's what we do here at the KOH studio. We want to welcome you to a warming Saturday morning at uh, All Things Reno. You know, I, when uh, on the prior segment of the Garden Show, if uh, you were tuning into that, I was uh, uh, poking the producer about Paul's pickled peppers and <laughs> say that three times fast. So, uh, no, I appreciate the Garden Show uh, teeing things up for all things business, be able to monetize, you know, a little different kind of cabbage, not not the kind that you planted last uh, last fall for a winter harvest, but the kind that you can put in your wallet. Little Benjis, little greenbacks. On today's installment of Bosman Business, just like every week, you know, we're um, going to pivot a little bit today. And there was a, an article in, uh, uh, or actually a, a testimony by uh, Janet Yellen uh, that was uh, surprising to some, to say the least. You know, because remember, there's uh, you know tens of thousands of auditors that are getting ready to hit the audit trail. Now, uh, as a CPA, I, I would say that's generally a good thing. I, I uh, you know, I'd say at Keystone CPAs, we pride ourselves for uh, always, you know, getting it 100% right 100% of the time. But I will tell you, I, there's some sloppy tomfoolery out there from uh, other pr- uh, pr- preparers. You know, if I, a couple of weeks ago, I did a show about, you you know, you might be in trouble if, uh, you know, the person takes off their Walmart uh, 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 cashier outfit and puts you know then step puts on a clip-on tie and goes into the um, pre- tax preparation shop inside of your local Walmart. You know these you know they are not licensed to practice before the IRS. If you got audited, they can't help you. Is how that goes. So, uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about some of those IRS horror stories. I've got a couple of questions teed up about some questions this filing season, and and, uh, we want to entertain yours as well. There's numerous ways that you can get those into me. Uh, But if you've got tax questions or things that you've always wondered about, or maybe want to share your tax horror story, or, you know, but don't say it was yours, say it was a friend's. Um, You know, phone lines are open 775 852 8255 or 852-TALK, as the case may be. Now, we know we have a large following across the country, 1-800-564-KKOH. You can call. Phone lines are open. We get that teed up quick because the show goes fast, guys. We know this. I've been doing this a long time. The other way you can, I just posted that article about Janet Yellen testifying that 90% of audits are going to happen to people who make less than $400,000. That's not what was promised. Now we'll talk about that. And, um, and of course, you can post on that and put your horror, your horror story or your question there on Facebook. I like to be liked. Or just um, you can send me an email, mbossmatkeystone.cpa 
and uh, we, we will get it uh, there too. So anyhow, phone lines are open, 852-8255. You know you have a tax question. How do you game the system? That's what we're talking about today. But we're going to kick this off with the IRS horror stories and, uh, and just uh, kind of share some things that I have experienced over the years that I think would benefit you. So, um, so let's start with this. So, um, Oh, actually, so actually, we we have a question already. Okay, so uh, here, let me uh, just pull this up. So the um, kind of the idea is so just this in on email when um, you know when when and somebody was you know f- frustrated, we'll call it frustrated uh, that uh, their um, uh, garden variety, let's call it uh, if 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 you're if you're getting your taxes done in a strip mall. Uh, type of place. <laughs> I, I don't mean to disparage, but yet I do. So uh, here's here's the question. Um, um, I'm this is this is great. I'm just a working class lady, seventy year seventy two years old, but I look fifty five. Um, and that's her opinion. Good, good, good on you. I love it. So uh, she's employed, has a job, and uh, the the question was she she had a little gambling winnings. On her, uh, you know, she got a W-2G, you know, if you had over $1,000, you get a W-2G, and, and she gave all that, but she said, I lost more money than I made, why do I owe taxes on it? And I, I uh, of course, uh, uh, replied to her that, uh, you know, your, your problem is twofold. One, uh, she had given me what her wages and her withholding was, and I just did a simple little tax calculation for her to show her, you know, hey, this is how, how much tax you should owe, and triangulate that with what your tax preparer is telling you. Um, but I said the, the issue was, is, you know, because she's uh, well into collecting Social Security, she has tax on her Social Security. Uh, 85% of that is taxed if you have over a minimum amount of income. Uh, and then, obviously, she has wages. And then she has her $12,000 of gambling winnings. And, and, and a lot of times there's just a misunderstanding about that. Of course, we know in the great state of Nevada, uh, it's a high bar to uh, be considered a professional gambler. So let's just ignore that for the sake for the time being. Just, you're not a professional gambler. You cannot claim this as ordinary deduction. Because after all, if you're ever a professional gambler, you would be winning and making money. Silly. So, um, but on the uh, losses side, for most mere mortals who are not um, professional gamblers, this is how this bakes itself out. So she had won $12,950 gambling winnings. And, um, and so kind of the way that works is you can take, you are allowed to take losses to the extent of your gambling winnings. And, uh, and, I, and this falls in the bucket of the IRS horror story because oftentimes people will net the two and report net zero and uh, you, on the face of their return. Well, that W-2G is required to report his other income on page one of their tax return. But the losses, that $12,950 of losses goes on Schedule A. Yikers. So, you know, that now if, if she doesn't own a home and, and pay interest, of course, we know taxes are limited. So you, you only get $10,000 of tax expense, you know, both what you pay in sales tax, property tax, and income tax if you're taxed in one of those states. So in essence, uh, what happens uh, to my good friend Jeanette is she gets uh, she gets to pay tax on the whole twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars 
of gambling winnings, no offset for losses, or just a little bit, because you know, twelve thousand five hundred and change is the itemized deduction limit. So, and so, yeah, you or if you don't, and and the the unfortunate part of that equation is, especially in the great state of Nevada, you know, if, you know, every once in a while, you know, what what what's the old adage? You know, you know, a clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. Sometimes you just hit it big, and but you know, you know, net, 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 you lost money. But in this case, you you pay on the page one, you're gross, and then you lose a big chunk of that as uh, as an itemized deduction limitation, getting to the standard deduction. And so, sorry, Jeanette, um, the system is rigged against you. Um, so, uh, but but hopefully, what you did is you saved. Your Social Security, because uh, if you're in retirement uh, and you're working and you know and you're still and you're spending your Social Security, uh, don't do that. that. You know, it's interesting. I've come to be- believe that um, all tax planning is really simply financial planning. So you know, that's kind of the idea. There is if you can, you know, uh, if you're using your Social Security while you're working, the the reality is, uh, you know, your job is a physical job and your body's gonna uh, Finally, uh, give up the ghost on you. Just not be able to work like it used to. So just be aware that uh, you know if if you're you know although you're going to pay tax on the twelve thousand nine hundred fifty dollars of gambling winnings, um, but you should have it. Now, now I know you you, you gambled the night the twelve thousand nine hundred fifty dollars away because you said you lost more than you won. But you have your Social Security and you should have saved it. So you should at least have a pile of money there to be able to pay the tax. But I think a lot of times. What people, um, you know, and I, and, I, and and this really is just uh, true. I, I had a a, a a a person referred into me. Talk about IRS horror stories again. Phone lines are open eight five two eighty two fifty five eight five two T A L K. Share your horror story if you got a question, tax question. Now's the time to fire that up. I had a I had a consult with a lady got referred in, and um, her boss. Uh, she told her boss that she had these tax problems. And our boss said, you got to go talk to Keystone or you're fired. So uh, let's do this when we come back. Um, let's talk about what the magnitude of that problem was, what the fix is. And you go, you give us a call. Let's spice it up a little bit this Saturday morning, 852-8255. When we come back, it's called Bosman Business. News Talk 780, KOH. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back to Bosma on Business. Your host, Mike Bosma, talking about the horror stories of uh, the Internal Revenue Service. Now, I would tell you, uh, I have friends that work at a local branch of the Internal Revenue Service, and these are good people. Uh, they are not the villains they are made out to be. In fact, I would say the true villains are your elected officials, candidly. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Because they're the ones that put this, uh, this morass of tax complexity uh, at your feet and then you know, really make it so complicated that a lot of people have to pay somebody to navigate the mess. So 
Uh, but as I mentioned before the break, we're talking about tax horror stories, and uh, I was uh, sharing that you know I had uh, somebody, a, a client of mine, who's uh, had an inter- had a client of theirs, or a restaurant, had one of their servers come in. It's like, hey, you know, I, can I work some more? I, I need some more shifts. I I, I got to try and uh, get square on uh, my tax bill. And they're like, well, how much do you owe? Eighty-nine thousand dollars. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Hey, how? Whoa! That's why she, her boss said, "You got go talk to Bosma. You, you, you know, you don't just need a tune-up. You know, you need a, an engine replacement. You know, you got to go for a, an overhaul here." And so it's and so it's interesting. So she she dropped it down. She had her summary of all her taxes. Sure enough, eighty-nine thousand dollars. And I, and and she is, um, uh, you know, she has two jobs. She's a real estate agent, um, and uh, with kind of a niche, and then a, a server. And so and and so I look. I you know, in 2021, she made seventy four thousand dollars. Now, sixty thousand dollars is the average amount of income for a Washoe family of four. So now I'm looking at seventy four thousand. You should be able to have enough money to pay your tax. Now, and I will tell you, this is. Uh, uh, something I want you to press into, pay attention to, maybe get a, something to take notes with, because what I'm going to hit you with here in the next minute or so uh, is important to you. If you're trying, if you're worried about these eighty thousand plus auditors are coming to town, uh, but w- one of the things that shows she, I mentioned two things, and she's in every category of risk from an IRS audit perspective. She has a Schedule C for her real estate business that spins off, depending on the year, anywhere from thirty thousand to eighty thousand dollars of income. Now, the problem is, uh, until you hit the FICA max, which I think was over $140,000 in 2022, um, that, you know, you're, you're paying 15.3% self-employment tax. You know, that's just, it's a lot on that number. So, uh, in essence, put it this way, you make $10,000, you're going to, and let's say you're in a, the 22% tax bracket, you're going to pay $2,200 on the $10,000 you made, and, oh, by the way, 15.3%. Now, I know you, you other accountants out there, I know you listen to the show. Just send me an email. I know there's math to it. $10,000 times 92 point whatever percent, 3.5% um, times 15.3%, and that's your self-employment tax. Yes, you get a deduction for half. Like I said, they didn't need to make it this complicated. They did. But um, that's your legislators, by the way, not the IRS. So, um, and But in essence, you're paying 15% on the 10, so you're paying 22% plus another 15, 15%. So your effective tax rate at the 22% marginal rate, holy smokes, 37%. So that, that's, that's the mess. That, that is the mess. And, and I just, I will tell you, um, if, you know, it, when, you, when you make 10000 and usually like you spend 10000 and then you find at the end that you owe 3700 um, that's a problem because that's 37% tax rate. Now, the highest marginal tax rates for people making over a million dollars, 37%. So you're saying, well, hold on, I make $10,000 and I have the same tax rate as some millionaire. That's true, right? Your congressman, don't bank on the IRS agent. Well, the problem is, factually, the uh, IRS audits, uh, and so this was this lady's problem, is uh, you know the audit rate for sole proprietors are is the highest of any class other than earned income credit. <laughs> I'll get on that one later. Talking about IRS horror stories, holy smokes. So um, so kind of the way that worked is, so every year she'd make money, and then she didn't have it because she spent everything she made. In 2021, she made 74000 she spent 74000 So there was nothing left in the bank at the end because we spend what we make, right? That's, that's just the nature of the beast. 
So she she did this for years, so now she's on year six, and the IRS is getting cranky. Um, she has a bunch of equity in her house, but she, and she's like, you know, I, I don't, and I said, so I, I remember I, I, I just took that whole stack of tax mess, and I pushed it off to the side, and I said, uh, I think what we, you know, we have to decide, do you have an earning problem or a spending problem, right? And I think you can all relate to that, right? Because if you don't have a pile of cash, you know, and, and, and I've had people t- talked about it different ways. If she, well, I don't, I, you know, I barely made ends meet. I don't have a lavish lifestyle, I have said everyone ever. And I, and of course, I, I chuckle with that. And I, I shared, you know, just one of the many shares of sh- stories I've shared on the show about, you know, all the, all the different ways, you know, I, I had to buy a plow because of all this crazy snow. But, you know, I could afford to go buy a new side by side and that'd be fun. But who does that? Nobody. You go to Facebook Marketplace and you buy one used and then you haggle over the price. And then the difference between the new one and the used one goes into the Schwab account. We call it swiping into the Schwab account. That's how I can't even say that. Swiping into the Schwab account. So, so, but that's what you do. You're like, you always are trying to game the system and then you just create a pile of money. So if you don't have that pile of money, you have to tell yourself, do I have a spending problem? And uh, or an earning problem, or both. So, and I spent the next hour uh, kind of talking to this person about that part of it because I said I can fix through the offer and compromise process your hundred now because she doesn't have money for 2022 as well. We're going to file that tax return. Probably owe another twelve. So now she's just a, a hair over a hundred grand that she owes Uncle Sam. And um, you know, which is what happens. You 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 owe twelve thousand dollars of tax, and then. It, it grows, and then the t- penalties on that tend to double it, and, it, 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 and then put up year after year after year, and becomes a mountain that is too insurmountable to climb. And and so, I said, I could, this is how this works. So the good news is, you know, it, right now in the real estate market, it's in the tank. So it, like, and she says, yeah, that's the problem. I always figure I can earn my way out of this, but now like, there's no closings. You know, there's nothing happening. I'm like, I get it. So, what a what I encourage you to do is you know, go through the process of you know, identifying in detail how much she spends in different categories because we need that for the offering compromise. And then you know, the, the other thing that is true is that she's going to present that to the IRS and that process is going to take anywhere from six to nine months, maybe a year. And, uh, you know, and as long as she's continuing not to make any money and, and has enough to you know, kind of limp on, that she'll get a goodly amount of that uh, tax nut forgiven. And uh, but I, uh, but as I said, if she doesn't fix the problem, that is, she spends every penny she makes, then you're going to be right back here again in a handful of years. And and, and she's my age; she's uh, 56. And uh, and I just said, you got you know, you're running out of runway. You know, you're not a spring chicken anymore. Uh, you know, of course, uh, women always like it when I refer to them in their. Uh, but it's try. You know, I am just a good piece of advice away from being fired any given mind, in any given moment. But it's just like you, your body fails you. It's how it works. And the older you get, you're not going to be able to haul around these, you know, buckets of dishes and all the rest of it. You know, as we as you age, it's just it gets harder and harder and harder. So you're going to be less productive and less productive if you're using your body. So invest in your mind. You know, turn off the TV. Figure a way to make a buck. You know, they're they're all out there. So. But that's where, from an IRS horror story perspective, um, I just want to to bring up that the the easiest target for an audit is uh, number one 
if uh, if you have a Schedule C that you're reporting income on, or even actually the highest incidence of audit is a Schedule C with no revenue. <laughs> Bam! Right, they just blow it up right there. So uh, Schedule C, no revenue, bunch of expenses. Yep, yeah, you are on the radar. So and then you got to go try and talk to my friends out at the IRS about why that all makes sense, and and you actually have a business if you don't have any revenue. So um, and I think those are things where when we uh, when we think about it, there are absolute ways to defend yourself against these attacks by the auditors. Um, and believe me, guys, they're just doing their job. So when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, those IRS horror stories and then the things you need to do right now before you file this next tax return to make sure you're not on the radar. When we come back, it's Bosman Business. News Talk 780, KWH. Welcome back to Bosma Business. Your host, Mike Bosma, <laughs> giving you some uh, the 411 on how to navigate those 80,000 plus auditors that are hitting the streets. Um, uh, and, and I would say it's generally a good thing. And, and one of the things is, you know, they're not all going to be auditing. In fact, I have the numbers here for 2022, um, the last filing season for the 2021 tax year and who is audited and all the percentages. So a a common question would be, you know, what are my chances of being audited? And uh, right now there are three different buckets of audits. Um, The lion's share of them are called correspondence audits. And so uh, the IRS has software and the coders that can say, if there's things that look funny, uh, they, they will audit you. And so, uh, and the, I mentioned the lion's share of those audits are done via correspondence where they send you a letter that says, hey, this is where we think you have a problem. You can either accept what we're saying or send something in to, uh, to rebut what we see as a problem. And uh, so, for example, of these, uh, if for all individuals, uh, for the 2021 filing season, that you know, for those t- uh, tax returns that were filed in 2022, there were 626,000 audits. But if you go to the, um, the, the real math, there was over 164 million tax returns filed. So 626,000 audits on 164 million tax returns filed, that is 0.38%. Not 3.8%, 0.38. So you know, if, the chances are one-third of 1% to get audited overall, which is nothing. <laughs> so you, know, you lost it rounding almost, right? Well, but, but again, in correspondence, uh, audits account for about 80% of that number. So, and, and they're, they're just easy, right? They, 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 it's almost like dialing for dollars. IRS, they, they identify something, well, you know, you're, you know, how can you give so much money when you don't make anything? We're, we're going to just send in your proof that you have the substa- uh, substantial, or you have authority or the proof to be able to take substantiations, where it is trying to get at, to take the deduction. Easy skeezy. So, you know, about 80% of those, and then another 20% are done by a revenue agent or tax auditor, and um, the rigor goes up, but the closer you get to a human, and so, you know, the then the highest incidence of being audited, so that's 0.38%, the highest incidence of being audited is if you have over a million dollars of income. And so there, that audit rate is almost, um, get my math right, almost 10 times the audit rate of everybody overall. 
So you know that, that's just you know, you know that's just the the sheer math of it. But it's still a relatively small bucket because there's there's only of uh, people that uh, filed over a million dollars of of taxable income. There, there was only seven hundred and three thousand uh, uh, returns filed you know, as opposed to one hundred sixty four million. So it's it's a very small number. They call it you know the one. That's why they call it the one percent. And um, but 2.38 percent of those, which is still a relatively modest number. The problem is the people that are on that end of the spectrum, you know, that making over a million, they have people like yours truly. Um, that and we don't play games about this stuff. We follow rules for a living. We know what the rules are. So we just so you know that and there's, that's why there's not a lot of uh, high incidence of finding. Uh, audit refunds, you know, refunds on audit, or I'm sorry, audit deficiencies by taxpayers because they're professionally uh, worked on by people who know what they're doing. Uh, it's just, just what it is. So, um, but the other thing, the most, in, the highest incidence of tax fraud is actually by the the lower class, the the lowest income at all, and their their tax rates are actually pretty high relative to everybody else. So if they if you get the uh, earned income credit, uh, you have about uh, you know half the chance of being audited as somebody that's making over a million bucks, and it's because every you know, in fact this happened to me. I mean, you know, I have two foster daughters, or at least uh, through last year, uh, I had two foster daughters. Uh, we love them. Uh, they're now uh, four and seven, and they went. They were reunited with their mom, and that was great. That's a whole purpose of foster care. And um, the boyfriend enters in and says, "Well, well, we're going to claim them, and so we can get the earned income credit. We get a big refund." I'm like, "You can't do that. I supported them, and the state supported them." You know, but you know, he's like, "Well, you can't tell me what to do." Great. Right. So now, uh, you know, and it's, it's just tax fraud. That's all it is. So uh, and this is there's such a high incidence of that happening. It's just easy money because oftentimes they like they send out the letter. They don't respond and then they, they just take the tax back and it's done. So now I ask for callers, 852-8255, 852-TALK. Uh, do you have a tax question, tax problem? Um, we are here to help you fix them. Um, but I, I have one from the inside. we got an inside job. So uh Mark Miller, are you out there? You said you have a question. Yes, I am. Hi. Um, so, um, no. So, as far as um, taxes go, um, I just got done filing my taxes like a week or so ago, and for like the sixth or seventh year in a row, I have owed. I don't think I've ever gotten a positive tax return, as far as I can remember. And I know so many other people who are getting like hundreds of dollars back every year. And I'm like, am I potentially doing something wrong on my W fours when I'm you know applying for jobs or like you know? Why? Why am I, you know, the only one who seems to be having this problem? <laughs> How come I'm always paying? It's, uh, who did your tax? Did you have somebody do it? You do it yourself? No, I've just been doing it myself. Okay, well, that turbo tax, no, which is I'm probably just, the part. I'm just completely kidding you, Mark. I'm just poking you a little bit, but no. it's fun. So, no, actually, a great question. In fact, it happens all the time. This happened with tax reform, Mark. So, um, when when they eliminated the really the, to a certain degree of granularity. This dichotomy of you know standard deduction versus personal exemptions, and they put it all into one number. It made it a lot harder for like if you're a single guy. Yes, I am. I mean, a lady. He's he's available. He's out there. He's a, <laughs> you know he's a find. Okay, so you'll be single for for a little bit, but you, I I do deserve a finder's fee for that one, Mark. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but on the tax front, which is really why I should stay in my lane, uh, when you file your uh, your what is it called? The W-4, when you file your W-4 with your employer, um, oftentimes, you know, Mark, you you know, and I, I know Cumulus, you know, um, they're a great employer, but, you know, you don't get into radio for the money 
at least in Reno. And, so, and especially considering I'm only working here one day a week. Right, like right. I'm getting <laughs> it's just next I'm doing it for fun, you know. Right, this, right. This, is a side, this is my side hustle. It, it is a side hustle. This before, a, <laughs> we, love the, we love the side hustle. But the idea there is what you should do is uh, on your second one, on your cumulus job, Mark, what you want to do is figure out kind of the bracket, the tax bracket that you're in, and just have them straight withhold a straight percentage on that. Because on cumulus, when you get that check, they just think, oh, that's all the money you make. You're not going to owe any tax, so they don't do any withholding on it. So you're creating your own problem. That's why. So that's, sorry. But just- No, that makes perfect sense. Like 22%, 24%, bam, take it, and then you don't have to worry about it. But the the bigger question is when now that you're going to get a refund, and I'm not an advocate of having the government hold your money. I mean, for crying out loud, crying out loud, Silicon Valley Bank just went under, right? And so I'm like, and I, you know, and I've always I've always said I've said on this show, what happens when interest rates go up? How is the U.S. government going to afford the debt? That's what took out Silicon Valley Bank. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get a little dicey here. Let's see how this goes, but. The, the thing is, you know, see, don't let the government hold a whole bunch of your money, but you should be able to get it pretty close. Maybe owe a little bit. Look, the idea is owe less than a thousand bucks and you're good. You got a loan from the government, party on. There's no penalty. So, but the, what I'd say is this, is most, most of you listening are going, unlike Mark, uh, are, <laughs> sorry, Mark, this is no, way fine. too fun. Uh, no, but, by all means. But unlike Mark, you're going to get a refund. And and then what do you do with the refund? Everyone's like, I, I can't wait to spend my my refund. Now, remember on the last segment, the lady I told you about, the, the lady that had, was a real estate agent and uh, a server uh, in a restaurant and you know, owed the, the government now $100,000? And what I, t- I told her this, I said, remember when we were kids and we couldn't wait for the Sears catalog to come before Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you'd go through every page and you'd circle like, oh, I want one of those. I don't know what that rector said. And, and that is just in our brain. We are so consumer driven about what we want. And we don't live in a, in a mindset of abundance. We, have, we live in a mindset of, of want. And, and because of that, as soon as I get that tax refund, I can't, I'm just looking for ways to spend it. And um, and so what I did is I showed her. I said, "Here, let me just show you my my Schwab account, uh, which I, well, it's just because we're having fun uh, here, and and it is um, is is how now if you remember the genesis of my Schwab account was um, when my amazing bride uh, when we we remodeled our house uh, we basically ripped all the um, you know was I just could not fathom putting all of this perfectly good stuff into a landfill somewhere. I just did not." Didn't match my ethos. So we went on the Facebook marketplace and I said, well, maybe, you know, this is all good stuff. Let's just see if we can sell this on Facebook marketplace or, and, um, and, and, and did. And, and I remember when, when, when that process was over, I was like, holy smokes, there's a pile of cash. Well, what do you do with the pile of cash? You spend it, right? Because we can't, we got the Sears Roebuck catalog. What can I spend it on? What can I buy? What can I buy? What can I buy? And I said, so I put that into the Schwab account. And so uh, now, one of the things Brian Wheeler, who's with Keystone Wealth Advisors, tells me, always to remind you, we do not give investment advice on this show. So what I'm about to say is not an, uh, advocating for or against any particular stock. But what I told my friend that owed the IRS $100,000, I said, here, and I, and I opened up my Schwab account just like I'm doing now. And I, and I said, you see, you see this, uh, this stock? And I pointed to my Tesla stock. And I said, you know, they were blowing up Tesla when it was trading a little over 100 bucks a share and... You know, boohoo, boohoo. And I mean, I, I test drove a test. I'm like, the, like this, they have such a competitive advantage against anybody else trying to do it, uh, electric vehicles. I mean, they've already got the infrastructure through the superchargers. I'm like, you know, they really have a good position. Now, again, I am not advocating for or against any specific stock. 
But I said, so I had a pile of money, you know, not a ton, but some that I threw into my Schwab account. And then I, and I, and it's been sitting there and then I had a bunch of stocks that I'd really, you know, were like banking stocks that I've really soured on because with interest rates, they just, those dividend yields weren't ex- exciting anymore. So I, I sold some stuff. Anyway, long story short is I bought $10,000 of Tesla stock and I showed her my phone. I said that $10,000 of Tesla stock is now worth $16,000. And that was two months ago. And she, and and she you know believe me you can do not do this to try and double your money quickly it doesn't work but I just said you know go with what you know and so I I seem like this the stock is getting a, getting beat on it's kind of training you know this is what the company's worth based on the money it makes and I'm like I just don't see it I think this is a good deal now I made that decision I'm not making it for you talk to your financial advisor but I said it if I didn't have that pile of money sitting in my in, you know in that case ten grand. If I didn't have that money in my Schwab account with something to do, and believe I liquidated it, it's not like it was sitting there in cash, but I, I was so bullish on this thing. I, I sold some other stuff and I bought it. And I said, and, and then, and now I'm probably going to sell it off because I think it's fairly valued. Now, that is not an endorsement for or against, <laughs> for Brian Willis' benefit, FINRA, all the rest of it. It's like, but I'm just telling you, it's like when she's in. You know, instead of going home watching TV and you know numbing your brain to sleep, you know, do something that's fun. I enjoy. I love business. I love how people make money um, and how you grow wealth. And ultimately, the one thing I would tell you is, if you're doing some aggressive tax strategies out there, make sure that money that you saved you invest because. 80,000 plus new employees, they're going to be looking at it and they have really the technology to be able to look into whatever you're doing. So make sure that you save that when we come back. The number one thing you need to know when you get contacted by the IRS when we come back, Bosman Business, Newstock 780, KOH. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back to Bosman Business. Your host, Mike Bosma, uh, talking about the ABCs, one, two, threes of uh, the IRS, Internal Revenue Service. As I mentioned, great professionals, but uh, they've been, you know, Congress has cut their budget for, uh, or not increased it as needs have grown. And, and so it's just, um, it's just become a bit of a mess. They, they, you know, it's good that they're being funded. Um, and so, but it is going to change things. You know, when a lot of times when I'll talk to people about, uh, you know, some problems they have in their tax returns as a CPM required to tell somebody, the, not just the things I can do to save a buck, but if they filed incorrectly, I have to tell them, you know, even if they decide to fire me <laughs> and then I can't file a return if it's, if it's wrong, you know, we have to do it right. So, um, so, but oftentimes, uh, people, will uh, say, well, I've never been audited. It must be okay. Like, it just doesn't work that way, right? It's it's based on, uh, you know, the system is really an honor-based system that, you know, they, they the threat of audit is so looming, but there's just not a lot of it. So and most people try and comply. It's uh, uh, so, But I would say that from a number one thing, the big aha, the big takeaway is, you know, when, when uh, you know, when dealing with the IRS is 
really is to is to use a professional, use uh, either uh, an attorney, a CPA, or enrolled agent. We are really the only people uh, licensed to have a dialogue with them, and just uh, and that doesn't uh, besmirch or belittle uh, any other tax preparers out there that are not of that ilk. But when it you know there are you know the IRS is tax professionals and you want to work with a tax professional because otherwise everything that is said to that auditor um, is part of the record and so once they hear it they can't unhear it and candidly you don't know what you're saying if you represent yourself and so it's just that's part of the compliance process you you know you pay the freight uh, you know. It, there's really no way around it. And so even if you've been doing your own and you end up with a potential problem, you know, it, it makes sense for you to deal with it accordingly. And, and we know how to navigate, you know, the, you know, what they're looking for and why I had a, a client that was audited. It was one of those schedule C's with no revenue. Um, and the, you know, they got notified of audit and, you know, here we talk to the agent. Okay. What are you looking for? Okay. But okay, we'll get it. And off it goes. Right. So anyways, that I would say is uh, you're, thing you need to think about, get representation. You're entitled to it. Um, if you need uh, to have a chat, 775-786-4900 or mbosmetkeystone.cpa. Um, we are still ta- we are taking clients. Um, most of them are probably going to end up being extended at this juncture. The tax due date for partnerships and S-corporations is uh, this Wednesday, the 15th. Um, but uh, I guess the most important part of that is, you know, that's the, usually those returns don't owe tax. The tax is going to be due on 415, and so right now we're just getting people teed up to be able to do that. The other thing from the tax perspective, you just want to be smart about, if you're paying state tax, uh, make sure that you understand this pass-through entity tax election um, because that allows you to deduct your state tax on your federal return. Uh, Big, big if you're paying a lot of state tax. So uh, make sure that your uh, CPA or enrolled agent has that one dialed in. So speaking of dialed in on the next instegment, it's the next segment of Bosma on business uh, next week. You're going to love this one. Hazel Ortega, she uh, refers to herself as a master of miracles, a philanthropist, easy for me to say, Paul, Paul's pickled pepper, peppers. Um, but most importantly, uh, she wrote a book uh, from bounce checks to private jets, the mastery of miracles. Hazel shares her story of growing up in the ghetto and overcoming many obstacles and create a miraculous life for herself in Los Angeles. So, um, anyway, that, that is going to be a fun one on next week. So you gonna make sure you dial into that. Of course, if, um, uh, if you go to bosmanbusiness.com, uh, that database, uh, they tell me is searchable. I've not tried it. Maybe if you do, let me know if it works, but you should be able to, if, you know, now that we have about 10 years of shows on that website, uh, anything you need to know or anyone you need to know. You know, I remember uh, Norm Deanna died last year, uh, founder of Q&D Construction. And um, I remember I, I, I played, uh, you know, right after his death, I, I played that show as just kind of an honor to him and, and you know, had so much wisdom in that it, that's all captured there on that website. So, you know, and, and sometimes as people come and people go, and we depart this planet, you know, this is just a way to collect those thoughts and perspectives. And, uh, or if there's this topic, you know, you know, we've got a couple of, of those there as well that you might be interested in, you know, like if you're thinking of, you might be getting divorced. You know, there's a divorce show for business owners. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, you know, the one with Gloria Petroni, one with Marilyn York. Um, you know, just try to create you. You know, all the topical information you need to be able to run your business. So, speaking of running your business, as I mentioned, 
you know, we uh, we are doing uh, the one-hour consultations. It's our give back to the universe. You just got to call in quick because the schedule is just getting full. We're getting, you know, we're busy. We're blessed. And uh, probably most importantly, if uh, if you know somebody out there that, you know, I put this on my Facebook uh, feed is that, you know, I, I took a picture of two plants in my office. Uh, one, that they were both planted six years ago. One in a small pot, but the other one, I, I there's a whole bunch of them in one plant, one bigger pot. And the ones in the bigger pot just grow more. And and the, the analogy is this, if you're a quality CPA or enrolled agent and you know what you're doing, but you feel like you're just a little stagnant and, and it's hard to grow and scale beyond yourself, uh, we have a bigger pot for you to plug into. It's called Keystone CPAs. So give us a call if you need one of those consultations or chat about whatever, 775-786-4900, mbosma at keystone.cpa. Until next week, you business owners, keep that business engine humming. Next week, it's Bosman Business. News Talk 780 KOH. On air, online, on demand. News Talk 780 KOH. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford anything wherever you listen.